it was like a mystery to me. I always enjoyed the sun coming in. Perhaps I was adopted at birth. Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Today, I'm going to talk more about nostalgia. It seems like I talk about that a lot, right? Do you have places that you've been or or spent a lot of time in that maybe now live in your mind only? Maybe the place doesn't exist anymore, or you moved away, or you don't have access to it, or that you only see on a limited basis over time. Do you mourn those places when you don't see them anymore? But first, before I get into all that, I want to read what is now the last of the reviews on Apple Podcasts and put in a good word for all of you to maybe go write a review if you haven't already. Come on, people, don't make me beg. This one is titled, Wonderful Show. Quote, Tracy is knowledgeable and caring. She is also a fantastic storyteller. Her life experiences are so interesting to hear about, and the advice that she is able to give us is useful and relatable. Definitely well worth the listen, unquote. Now, this one is from my good friend, I have to admit, full disclosure, it's from my good friend, Lauren, who I've talked about um, at least once maybe more than that. And I've known her a long time. So I do appreciate the good things that she said. I hope that she'd be honest if she didn't like it. But full disclosure, for those of you that don't know me personally, and thank you, Lauren, for your kind words. Back to today's topic. Places that live in our hearts and minds, or maybe just our minds. I'm lucky enough to have known the house where my grandparents lived. Now, this is the house that was my mother's parents' house. It's been in our family a long time. I'm not exactly sure how long, but from what I can piece together, my grandparents bought it sometime between 1948 and 1952. They came out here from Chicago when my mom was about 13, and they settled first in what we now call South Los Angeles on West 98th Street. They lived there for a time and then finally moved to the house I know. I bring this up because since my grandmother passed away in 1984, the house has gone through a couple of updates. For a while, like everything in our family, my mom stalled out on going through things and getting rid of things. I get it now, even more so than at the time. It's hard. It's a hard thing to go through the items that have been there all this time that you've known and to part with some of these items, if not all of them. 
Mom had an ambivalent relationship with her own mother, but she was close to her dad. And when they were both gone, she mourned that loss very hard. My grandmother passed slowly from liver cancer. And while she spent time languishing at home, she eventually passed at the hospital. My grandfather passed quite suddenly from an aortic aneurysm. This was New Year's Eve, 1977. He passed first. I remember hearing that that day he was quiet and I guess didn't feel good, but then had an unexpected episode and the ambulance came and took him to the hospital that afternoon. He died not long after midnight. What a way to start the new year. We were at home watching the movie Rocky. I remember the old upright piano in the living room that had a key that always stuck, so playing it was frustrating. That poor piano felt like it had led a hard life. It looked like it had lived several lives, in fact. The outside of it was well-worn, and it probably had never been tuned, or maybe not tuned in decades. My grandfather always sat in a chair next to it at the far end of the living room, and my grandmother always sat on a love seat closer to the TV. While they had at least three lamps in the room, usually there was just one that was on at night, and I'm pretty sure it only had a 40-watt bulb in it. Could it have been less? It was always pretty dark in there, like someone had just had their eyes dilated. There was a big, ornate, dark dining room table and chairs, along with a buffet that matched. There's no easy way to say it. It was ugly. (laughs) Sometimes when I was little, I would spend the night there if my parents had a party or other event they wanted to attend and stay out late, and I would sleep in the front bedroom. There I had a choice of two twin beds. One was rock hard. It was so flat and hard, you'd think you were laying directly on a wooden box. The other bed must have been older because it was so soft, you could literally disappear into the middle of it once your weight hit the top. I wasn't sure how anyone had ever gotten a good night's sleep on either of these beds, but looking back on it, I assume it was my mother's room. Maybe this explains why she had a bad back. (laughs) Then there was my grandfather's den, as we called it. Really, it was his bedroom. My grandparents slept in different rooms. The den has built-in shelves and looks out onto the backyard. I remember I had been asking for a bicycle, and one Saturday, I can't remember if it was Christmas or my birthday, I went over with my mom and had to go to the bathroom, and I glimpsed the green Schwinn in the den. I went into the bathroom and silently squealed. That was one of the best days at the house for me. Then there was the backyard. It had a huge lemon tree that bore the most incredible fruit. I'm not exactly sure of the type of lemon, but you could almost peel it and eat the succulent flesh like an orange. It was that sweet. The backyard also had grass, which was fantastically fun as we didn't have grass in our own backyard. 
too much shade. I would go outside and pretend I was a horse, or I guess pretend I was riding a horse over the grass and skip along as hard and fast as I could. It was so much fun. My grandparents also had a rose garden, maybe a dozen or so rose bushes, all different color blooms, and a few camellia plants. There was a path, a little path, that led to the Wayback Garden. That's what I call it now. A pathway led behind to another walled area. There was a huge fig tree back there, and every Saturday when I'd go over, my grandfather and I would go out and pick the ripe ones with a big cooking stock pot. It was white with a colored rim. Maybe the rim was red, I'm not sure. It was fun and itchy at the same time. The leaves always made me itch. I never really liked figs, but I enjoyed picking them. Much later, we got a peach tree for the yard, and it gave us the most incredible peaches. I even made a pie one year from scratch. Even the crust. It was the most awesome thing. The house also served as a storage space for me after I closed my store in 1991. I still had some amount of inventory and nowhere to really put it, so we took it over and left it in the house. I sold some pieces from there. My mother eventually sold most of the furniture to a used furniture store, and I remember we were walking along the main dragon town, probably to go by the guy's store, and we stopped dead because my grandparents' dining room set, the ugly one, was displayed in the window. We could see the price tag, and it was an amount larger than what the guy had bought all of our furniture for. I could feel the steam coming out of my mother's ears. She hated to lose out on a deal or any amount of money. Nowadays, we rent it out. I'm lucky that I have this to help support our family. But if you have a house, you know that it's not always that easy. Before the last tenants moved out, there was a beehive in the cinder block wall that needed to be removed. I was surprised to find out how much that cost. We recently found mold on the outside of the corner of the garage. Mold is always expensive. Pipes leak or lighting fixtures don't work anymore. The list is endless sometimes. But I've been enjoying helping to manicure the plants. We have a gardener, but he's there to do the big things like mowing the lawn or sweeping up the leaves from the neighbor's tree. Renewing my relationship, if you will, with the plants. The big lemon tree and the peach tree I made the pie from are both gone now. I remember standing near the lemon tree once with my parents. That was the first time I ever saw my dad cry. His mother had just died, and he was talking about her. I was about 17, and it was surprising and comforting at the same time to see him cry. The rose bushes and the camellias are still there, along with some of the ancient cypress bushes in the front. The cypress bushes have always been there, flanking the awnings on the front windows like soldiers standing guard. I feel like they date the house now, but they do provide some shade. And of course, the grass. To help make it look more inviting, I planted some snapdragons and geraniums near the front door. They've done really well. 
the new azalea bush I bought, isn't too happy with all the rain we've been getting. Some of the leaves have turned yellow and fallen off, and the lizards that seem to enjoy the flower beds are always there, skirting quickly away when you walk up. Inside, it looks a lot different than it did when I was a kid. The painters always do a fantastic job cleaning it all up. It's amazing how quickly the inside of a house can be painted when it's empty. <laughs> White walls wherever you look. I don't remember exactly the color it was back when I was a kid. Probably just dirty cream color. Oh, there was wallpaper in a few of the rooms. Old wallpaper. And the windows are all clean and shiny. And the new blinds are open to let in the light. My family never seemed to enjoy sunlight. Keep the shades and curtains drawn as if your life depends on it. That was everyone's motto, it seemed. If they could have had shirts made with a saying, that would have been it. Are we somehow related to vampires? <laughs> I remember there were two windows in my grandparents' living room where the shades never were opened. I actually wondered if windows really existed beyond those shades, but I could see them from the outside. So I figured they were there on the inside too. It was like a mystery to me. I always enjoyed the sun coming in. Perhaps I was adopted at birth. But as I walk through the empty house now, hitting the same old creaky floorboards I did as a kid, the ones that announce your arrival, I'm reminded of the places my grandfather sat and would peel an apple with a small red-handled knife, keeping the peel in one long piece. Or where my grandmother held court in the living room, watching Lawrence Welk on the black and white console TV. Or the ugly flowered but very vintage fabric bedspreads edged with fringe on the twin beds I used to sleep on when I stayed overnight. The musty smell is seared into my memory, since no one ever seemed to go in that room or open a window in the house, really at all, believe it or not. So while I welcome the newest family that will make memories with their little baby, I somehow mourn the memories that I won't be able to walk through for a while until they decide to buy their own house or move to a new city. I do hope they'll be happy there. I hope they will have many good days of happiness and health. When I'm there, I've seen mothers walking with their strollers or couples walking with their dogs on the sidewalk. I'm confident they will experience the good things that life has to offer. Oh, and I hope they open the blinds to let the sun in. Well, folks, that's all I've got for today. Now I want to go out and sit in the sun myself. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries.